Uh, we're not going to belabor the time. Let's get into this. We've been talking about this being the year of vindication. That's what the Lord told me. That this would be the year of vindication. Then some other people said that this was the year of exposure. Exposure is not always bad. Because that means that everything that's been hidden is going to come to the light. And sometimes we're not blessed because we've been hidden. We've been in obscurity. That our talents and gifting has been sidelined or hidden. But if this is the year of exposure, that leads to vindication because some boss is going to say, oh, what about so-and-so in that department? What about brother so-and-so over there where your gifts and your, the things that you can do, your talents, have not been featured or acknowledged? They will be this year. <laughs> I think everybody in America saw Cat Williams say 2024 is the year everybody's being exposed exposure is not a bad thing when you belong to God somebody say amen amen, amen. I ain't got nothing to hide ain't nothing up my sleeve amen can't nobody come out on me somebody say amen Ain't nobody got no video, no pictures on me. Expose me. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Exposure can be a good thing when you're the righteous. You know, David was on the backside minding sheep. He was hidden until he became exposed to the prophet who anointed him to be the next king of Israel. Yeah. Joseph was hidden in obscurity. He was a slave to Potiphar. He was a prison mate uh, in the prison of Egypt. He was hidden from the Pharaoh until he became exposed because of his gift. And God blessed him and promoted him to the second in command. But this is the year of vindication. And we've been talking about it. Don't have time to go back. Wednesday was great. Uh, so go back and listen to Wednesday. If you were not here Wednesday, uh, go back. I think it's free on our podcast up there on YouTube. Uh, the year of vindication. Let's go. Psalm 17 and 2 is our theme scripture. Let my vindication come from you. For you see what is right. Let my vindication come from you. For you see what is right. God knows what's right. He knows when you've not been done wrong. How many of y'all have been done wrong? He knows that and he knows what's right. And some of us, instead of letting God vindicate us, trusting God, believing in God, trusting in the Lord with all our heart, leaning out to our own understanding, 
we take it in our own hands and we get vindictive. But there's no need to be vindictive. There's no need to not not, uh, walk in love and forgiveness because, y'all, there is nobody in this world that can stop God when he's ready to bless you. And if you believe that, you ought to say, when God wants to bless you, can't nobody stop it. And such a grievance age and, you know, always talking about black people and white people and just every year they push on that. But y'all, I'm telling you, when God wants to bless you, there's no black man, white man, brown man, yellow man, polka dot man, Martian man. Nobody can stop what God has for you. I think it was the same. What God has for me, it is for me. Can't nobody stop it. Somebody say amen. Amen. So David said, it's you, God, that vindicates. Vindication comes from you. 1 Peter 2 and 7 says, therefore, to those who believe, talking about Jesus, he's a precious stone, but for those who are disobedient, the stone that the builders rejected became the chief and cornerstone. You may have been rejected in your life. You may have been rejected all your life. But if you give your life to Christ, you can become. See, he was rejected, but he became. It takes time to become. But if you stay with God and you you hold on to God, you believe in God, keep your faith in God, uh, uh, grow not weary and well-doing in due season, you will become the chief cornerstone. Psalms 37 and 6, another key scripture. Can we read the Bible? It says, he will vindicate you in broad daylight. He will publicly defend your cause. Everybody say, this year is my year of vindication. Say, this year is my breakout year. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus said about the church. Matthew 16, 18. How many of y'all are part of the church? How many of y'all are born again? He said this about us. He said, and I say unto you, thou art Peter, upon this rock, Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Do you know what that means? We cannot lose with the stuff we use. Somebody say amen. We are destined to win. I don't care how it looks in Hurricane Harvey. They denied you for the house, then you lost the house that you're in, and now you're homeless. You're destined to win. The gates of hell will come against you, but they will not prevail. Somebody say amen. So we talked about the reasons why people seek vindication and validation from the wrong sources. Obviously, the Bible teaches that the desire to be vindicated and validated It's not a sin, but it's that we should seek it only from God. Everybody say only from God. Yeah. It's not a sin to want vindication. It's not a sin to want to be validated. It's not a sin to want God to shine a light on you, my sister, and say, this is my beloved daughter whom I'm well pleased. Do you know he did that two times for Jesus in the public, in the open, where other people could hear him say it? Yeah, God loves that. He loves to do that, and we like that. How many of y'all like to be vindicated like that? 
How many of y'all like it when your boss stands you up and say, this is our number one employee? Yeah. When the pastor points you out and say, boy, now this sister right here been faithful. Hello? We like to be validated. We like to be vindicated. But stop looking for it from men and let God do it. And I say, let God do it. Now, we started talking about Wednesday on how he does it. Can I switch over, y'all? How he does it. And I love what we're singing this morning, fire. God wants his people to be known not for how we buck and shout, and we do that too. Not for how loud we sing and we sing loud. He wants his people to be known for being people of power. One of the reasons why people feel the need to be vindicated and validated, feel the need to overshare on social media. I mean, you can't eat a hamburger without sharing it and hoping somebody likes it. That's a sick, this is a sick society to me. Like, why? Who cares what hamburger I'm eating? I don't know. But people like everything. They like to post it because they need to feel validated. Why? Because we talked about it, trauma and rejection, right? Everybody's been through some trauma and rejection. So that creates this void of being vindicated and validated all the time. But God validates his people. One of the ways he does is by power. People seek validation and vindication because they feel powerless. I don't know how many of y'all have ever been in a situation where you felt like you had no power. You had no decision in the making. You, people were making choices for you. Uh, decisions were being made for you, and you, there was nothing you could do to improve your situation. You felt like you were stuck. You felt like you was painted in the corner. You felt like you was backed up into a prison. You felt like that, I mean, there's no way out, nothing you can do, and you just pray and hope that God sent up a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, you know, football, you send up a Hail Mary. That's the last, I mean, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's the last play. Let's hope you catch it, right? Most time they don't. <laughs> How many of you felt powerless? Oh, yeah. I've been in situations where bosses just mistreated you because of whatever. You felt powerless. People did things that were unfair to you. We played football together. Uh, yeah. You ever felt mistreated by a coach? <laughs> I'm running up, down, because this fool can't, can't, can't run the ball. <laughs> you feel powerless. You feel, you feel like it's unfair. God wants us to be known and vindicated by power. When I look at what's going on in the modern church, I applaud you guys for still coming to church. Thank God you didn't believe everything you saw on YouTube about pastors and churches. You ought to give yourself a hand for that. Oh, my God. There's some crazy stuff happening in churches where pap mistresses walking down the aisle in the middle of the sermon, pregnant with the pastor's baby. All kind of crazy drama going on. And you look on and you find churches are doing everything under the sun to try to reach people or try
try to stay relevant. You know, <laughs> sometimes, you know, these churches got a stripper pole in the middle or something. Or they playing Cardi B or something. I mean, just crazy. Yo, this stuff is happening. Why is the church compromising with the world? And it's because the church seeks validation of the world because people in the church feel like the only people with power are the people of the world. But how many of y'all know we got the answers and the world's don't? Think about it. Y'all, ain't nobody ever listened to a Cardi B song and got healed. Ain't nobody ever listened to Megan and Stallion and got delivered from uh, uh, being addicted to opioids. Come on, somebody. We got the power, so why are we compromising with the world? Because a lot of these pastors ain't got no power. A lot of these churches ain't got no power. Come on, somebody. They, 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 they don't have nothing. All they can do is compromise with the world or bring the latest celebrity in or be more excellent than somebody else because excellence is not the anointing. Somebody say amen. Amen. How many of y'all know we had the anointing when we was in the storefront? How many of y'all know? How many of y'all know we had signs, wonders, and miracles in the storefront? How many of y'all know a lady came in blind at the storefront and we laid hands on her and she received her sight? Because power don't, don't depend on the size of your building. Come on, somebody. So God uses power to vindicate us. We were talking about it in the 830 class. Most Christians suffer from what I call low spiritual self-esteem or spiritual low self-esteem. You feel like what you got is less than. Hello? You feel like what the world got is better than you. I heard one preacher say this. He said, Christians tell the truth like they're lying. And the world tells a lie like they're telling the truth. You at work this lunchtime, you got to yawn so you can say a prayer. You act like you got a headache so you can say a prayer. Yo, what's your problem? Somebody say amen. We're the ones with the power. And I want to know, how you think God look at that when we saw a shame? Come on, somebody. Yeah. You, you have a, I remember, you know, when, when I was growing up and I learned about the girlfriend, boyfriend stuff, you know, and if you want to go with me, check this box. If you don't like me, check this box. If you say maybe, check this box. If you say no, check this box. How many of y'all remember that? We used to do that little stuff. I don't know what they do now. They probably do it on the phone. They got an app for it or something. But y'all, we used to do that. Now, I remember I did that one time with this girl, and boy, she was my girlfriend as long as we was in private. As soon as we got in public, I tried to hold it. No, don't hold my hand. Mm-mm. Try to walk with, no, just stay back there. Don't walk. I'm, I'm walk. What, what was she doing? She was ashamed of me. Somebody say amen. She, she thought that I was less than. Come on, somebody. But I thank God I found a girl from Smiley in the north side that wasn't ashamed. To take my name. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all, we got the power. Everybody say, I got the power. Y'all remember that song? I got the power. Come on, we got the power. 
Somebody say amen. The church seeks validation from the world because we feel powerless, but we don't want to have the answers. They asked Billy Graham one time, they said, why won't you run for president of the United States? You know what he said? He said, I wouldn't stoop to be the president. I don't think he has spiritual low self-esteem. Somebody say amen. <laughs> if I need God, this, this, is, this is a question. I, I want y'all to participate. If I need God, if I need God, if I was to look somewhere for God physically, where am I looking? Anybody know? Show me. Where do I look? If I'm looking under God, where, I, where am I looking? Show me. This man say, anybody else? Where are we looking at? Anybody say? Huh? Where are we looking at? Where are we looking at? How many of y'all ever heard somebody say, look up? How many of y'all ever heard somebody keep looking up? Come on, somebody. How many of y'all, we sing the song, we look into the hills. It's a, it's a song, right? Looking into the hills from we coming by, coming by help, right? Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that, that Rich Smallwood song, what, Total Praise? How's it go? Lord, I will lift my eyes to the hills, knowing my help comes from you, right? So, so everybody's talking about looking up and looking to the hills, right? Now, y'all, here's, here's a little deep for, for those of y'all who are just getting into Christianity, and if you don't understand this, just keep coming and we'll explain it later. But for those of y'all kind of deep, y'all, you know that was the Old Testament when you look to the hills. Yeah. Where, where are we to look now? Let me show you. Let me show you. Uh, uh, go to Ephesians 2 and 6. Let's go to Ephesians 2 and 6. Because, see, the problem is we're looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for validation in all the wrong places, and we've already been validated. Look at Ephesians 2 and 6. It says, and he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If I got to look to Jesus, I ain't got to look up because the Bible said I'm already sitting up. I'm already above. Come on, somebody. The Bible said that he has put Satan and everything under my feet. So I'm not, I'm not looking up anymore. Oh, my God. Listen to this. First John 4.4. 4. So where do I look? I'm going to tell you. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that's above you. What does it say? What does it say? Greater is he that's way up in the hills above you. No, that was the miracle of Jesus. See, before Jesus came, God was in the hills. Come on, God was above. But, but Jesus is called Emmanuel, God with us. Come on, God in us. The Bible says, because greater is he that's what? In you than he that is what? In the world. You ought to shout about that. If I'm looking for God, I look on the inside of me because God is on the inside of me. So here's what the deal is. When I walk in the room, everything going to change because I walked in it, but not because me and my flesh, I got some power, but because God is in me because the greater one is in me. So when I walk in, God walks in. Come on, somebody. When I speak, God speaks. Come on, somebody. When I stand up, God stands up. And things got to change because we are the ones with the power. Y'all, we got the power. 
Are y'all still with me? Woo! She said, I'm here. God bless you. Amen. I love that. Talk back to me. I look on the inside of me. I look on the inside of me. I look on the inside of me. So in this line, they're power brokers. They're gatekeepers. And people do all kind of stuff trying to get power. Y'all, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't have time to, to preach this and teach this and help you understand this. But I know some people in college, I remember them. They, they were staying up all night long, getting beat all night. Like Jesus, you know, they, he, he was beat all night long from judgment hall to judgment hall. They wasn't being Jesus. They was trying to be a capital. They was trying to be a Q. They was trying, come on somebody, they was trying to be an AKA. And if, you, if you're here, I'm not speaking against you, but all I'm saying is I wasn't going to pay nobody no money to beat my behind to tell me that now I can be a capital or I can be a Q. I didn't need it. I already had the greater one on the inside of me. And why do people do that? Because they want to edge. People got power, power broke. Why do people go become a mason? Why do they become an Easter star? Why do they do all these secret societies? Because they want an edge in life. Yeah, yeah. But y'all, we already got the edge. Come on, somebody. We talked about this on Wednesday. Go get the tape. Talked about the power brokers. We talked about the gatekeepers. We talked about the G-A-Y-T-E keepers. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Go listen to it. Puff Daddy's on there. Go listen to it. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> But listen to this. Acts 1 and 8. Jesus <clears throat> told them to wait in Jerusalem until they be endued with power. Then he said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is why you need the Holy Ghost. And you should be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in, this, uh, 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 and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. Everybody said the greater one is on the inside of me. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us. Not just to Jesus. Devils are subject to us. Everybody say, the devil is subject to me. Oh, yeah. He is. Most of the reason why you don't know it is because every time the devil show up, Christians run out. All you got to do is stand up and let the greater one on the inside of you, rise up. Somebody say amen. amen. He said, I beheld Satan as fall as lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you power. Come on, somebody. I said, tell somebody I got power to tread upon, right? He's under our feet. To tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Y'all, we was in here, some man started growling, coming down the aisle, slithering like a snake, started levitating. Most of y'all would tear that door down getting out. <laughs> Baby, have we ever been in a room where people's levitating? I have. It's the power of the devil. You know I didn't run out. You know why? Because the greater one's on the inside of me. I got power and authority over the devil. Do you, know, do you know we lay hands on that person? Cast that devil out. Somebody say amen. They got delivered. They got set free. When I was working for the school district, y'all, you know, years, y'all, there have been so many principals with the S who have called me to come lay hands and anoint their school. 
Oh, you mean private Christian schools, Pastor? No, public schools. Because, see, we got the power. Come on, somebody. Now, when they want music, they call Magic 102. When they want a DJ or something, they call some rapper locally. But, y'all, when they really want some help, they call the man and woman of God that they know got some power. Y'all walked in the mini campuses, y'all. I'm telling you, knowing that the school, knowing that the rules, walked in there with children that was possessed. Ron, do you remember that time? They called me at a school. We was on the phone. Called me to a public school and said, we got a little boy over here possessed. Pastor, can you come cast the devil out of him? You remember that? That wasn't long ago. Do you know I went over to that school? You know, there are times I walked in the room and the boy or the girl didn't know me. And when I walked in, they, 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 just, they started backing up on the floor. No, not him. No, not him. And I was praying on the inside. And they, the devil knew it. He said, stop praying. Stop praying. Stop praying. <laughs> you know, I started laughing at him. Because I knew that devil was coming out in the name of Jesus. Because God has given us power. Yo, we got the power. Beyonce, Jay-Z, and all of them, they ain't got no power. We got the power, but we don't believe that. Y'all, some of them celebrities come in, and people, whoa, I've been in the church when it happened. We was, at, we was at one church I was working at, and Michelle from Destiny Child came in, and man, you thought people lost their mind. Like, what we wanted her for? Did she raise the dead? Do you know me and my brother have raised the dead? Dr. Rogers have raised the dead? Do you know if we, I was involved with a, a somebody being raised from the dead in college? I ain't on and on at some celebrity who had to bend over, do this or that to get what he ate. Come on, y'all. If I say, we got the power. <laughs> y'all, the church. We're the ones that change. We're the ages of change. You remember when we was in Pine Trails? They used to call Pine Trails Crime Trails. How many of y'all ever heard that? And you used to call Pine Trails Crime Trails. When our church got there in that clubhouse, y'all. Now, this is true. One of the board members came to our church, came to the board meeting and said, since this church, had, we was only meeting in there twice a week, something like that. Say, since this church has been meeting at our clubhouse, he said crime has gone down 65% in our community. Come on, somebody. Because we got the power. Bill Winston tells the story about when he was in the, when they was in the storefront, this lady came to him and said, Pastor, we got drug dealers in our neighborhood. We got all kinds of stuff going on. They smoking dope. It's all this stuff in front of the children. Say, what are you going to do about it? He said, what, what, what am I going to do about it? He said, what are you going to do about it? She said, what you going to do? She said, she said a black woman. You know a black woman. She said, what you going to do about it, Pastor? He said, he went and got some anointing on, and he prayed over it. He said, he said, take this anointing off. He said, he said, pour it down the middle of the street. She said, give it here then. <laughs> you know, black women. Took the anointing off, poured it down the middle of the street. She said, by noontime, the next day, all the drug deals was gone, had been gone for a month, had never came back. Come on, somebody. We the ones with the power. 
We've seen that happen in our lives. Amen. Drug dealers, where we was living and stuff like that. Drug dealers coming out there smoking weed stuff. Man, my, my wife and my children, this is back when we was pouring up and living in the apartments over there by Broadway Square and all that stuff. And y'all, we, and I just got tired of it. And I went and I, I got mad. And, 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 and we came home from church one day and I had my little, little boy with me, a uh, little big head up there, uh, 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 Ron did the third. And he was with us and my wife was with us. And, and you know, you don't want your wife walking through no, you know, six, uh, 16 thugs, you know, thug, half dead looking dudes, you know, and they looking at my wife, my wife, you know, look good and stuff, and so I, I said, baby, go on in, she said, what you gonna do? I said, don't worry about it, she know I'm kind of crazy, and so I, got, I, got, I walked back out, and y'all, I started sharing the gospel, I started praying in tongues, they were smoking weed, had the music up, you know how they, the call, all of that, y'all, within 15 minutes, y'all, I, I, I blown everything, blew, blew they high, they got in the car, turned the music off. They turned the music off when we started talking. Remember that happened down there in Pine Trail? Turned the music all the way down. Started talking to them. Y'all, in 15 minutes, they was gone. Didn't look like nobody was ever there. How many of y'all know we got the power? We got to stop being scared. Somebody say amen. And the reason most of these pastors can't go out there and take authority over no drugs because they back there doing the drugs with the people. reason why they can't help the little gay sissy boys in the church because they gay and sissy themselves. Somebody say amen. But you got to stand up for righteousness. You got to be with God. You got to live right. And then you got some power. I thought I'd get some more amens to that. Yeah. Y'all, we got the power. And nothing shall by any means. Everybody say, nothing shall by any means. Harm us. The power validates us. That, that's, that's who lets the world know who we are. We got the power. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> yeah. So, Pastor, you saying this or that, you know, on our... Tuesday morning call, we have a prayer call, Tuesday morning, Thursday morning. Tuesday morning, do you know we had, uh, we've done some stuff where we, we stopped riots in the nation? How many of y'all remember that? So during the time it was rioting in 2020, 2021, it was 2020, it was rioting, it was like 26, 27 riots all over the nation every day. And it was in the middle of that, and we was on the prayer call, and I said, God, I said, show yourself strong. And we was on there, 5.30, Alex, you was on there. And we was praying. And I said, Lord, no more riots nowhere in America all day for the next 24 hours. No riots nowhere. Now, y'all, and I told the people on the prayer call, I said, y'all, you're going to see. They're going to put in the news. I spoke this. I said, they're going to put in the news that they're going to be so amazed that there were no riots today. Y'all, the next day, no riots. The news was like, What's going on? The, all the rides are quieted down. The next day, rides again. Everybody say, we got the power. Mm -hmm. We was involved in a mass shooting. Brother Pat, raise your hand. So this is when we was preaching about the authority of the believer. We just started teaching about the authority of the believer. And people had seen us. We was having an event. It was pouring down rain. Uh, and they say, well, Pastor, what are we going to do? I say, well, we're we trying to get people saved, right? Yeah. I said, we're going to stop the rain. You remember that? How many of y'all remember that? When I, I said, 
they saw me, y'all. You got to just be bold with it. I say, in the name of Jesus, I command all the rain to stop. I know God wasn't sending the rain because he want people saved. Y'all, that rain cut off like that. Am I telling So we have been teaching about this, and uh, he's a police officer. He had just gotten off duty. Now, y'all, you can look this up. Find, find it. It's, it's in the newspaper some, somewhere. I, I got it on my phone. So he calls me. He said, Pastor, I'm in the middle of an active shooter. There's a mass shooting downtown. Some of y'all might remember it was some doctor that had lost it, and he started shooting up downtown. I said, uh, I said uh, he called. He said, Pastor, what, what can we do? I said, well, what, let's, let's believe God in the middle of this situation. So uh, we started talking. And uh, I said, okay, let's just believe God that the man shooter don't kill nobody, that nobody dies. Is that true? Y'all, that dude shot 10 people. Do you know nobody died? But here's, here's the greatest story. One of the people that got shot got shot in the chest. The bullet went in this way and came out of another hole. Is this true? That brother became a member of our church. He was a member of our church for about two years. Caucasian guy, his name was John Michael. And he stood up and told the testimony. Amen. Do you know why? Because we, I can't hear you. We got the power. We got the power. We took the authority over the, over the death devil, over the murder devil. And we said, you're not killing nobody today. And he didn't kill nobody. Everybody survived. Everybody lived. Everybody, everybody except the, the shooter himself. <laughs> How many of y'all know we got the power? Y'all, that baptism. So don't come over here arguing with me. Don't come over. Y'all, you don't come over here. Like, y'all, what have you done? Have you raised the dead? See, that, that's what I use to validate me with people. You arguing with a pastor? You don't know two scriptures? Come on, somebody. Why don't you sit down and be quiet so you can learn and get you some power? Amen. Yeah, because I know, I know I got the power. I know God. And not only do I have it, you got it. You got it. Somebody say amen. amen. See, if you're a Christian, you're a believer, when somebody at your job get cancer, do you know you're the only one in there that can go in there and pray cancer off of them? See, we don't walk like that because people don't teach. We don't go to churches to teach that. And y'all, you got to stop. Like some of y'all in here have been kicking the tire trying to find a church. But what are you looking for in a church? What are you looking for in the pastor? You looking for that slick willy of spirit. You looking for this or that. You, he got to be attractive. He got to wear a stress jeans. He got to wear a t-shirt. Do you understand? It don't matter if I got on stress jeans. It don't matter if I got on a jogging suit. It don't matter if I got a suit on. Y'all, it don't affect my power. Can you raise the dead? Can you get that's not a devil. Can you hear the sick? <laughs> That's the validation and the vindication for the church. It's where the power at. Because you over there with them gay pastors 
or them womanizing pastors or them bisexual pastors and all of that. And one day you're going to need somebody to have some power. You're going to get a doctor report. You're going to need cancer rebuked off of you. You're going to need the devil cast out your son, cast out your wife, cast out your husband. And you need to be somewhere that got some real power. If you believe that, you got to give God some praise. If you graduate a church with a pastor that got some power, you ought to give God some praise. Not bragging, y'all. But I got to say, like Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me. I'm anointed to do this. Just because somebody can talk real good and eloquent, talk real fast and holler, ah! See, in the 90s, we bought their books because they could holler good. They had no signs and wonders. They had no healing. They had no power. Those of y'all who are kicking the tires trying to figure out what church to join, let me help you. Go to my favorite scripture, y'all. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. I go to so-and-so house. I go to this place. I go to that wood. I go to this. Okay, fine. Go wherever you want to. Go wherever you want to. But I'm going to show you what the Bible said the criteria is. How do you know that God is working with a man or woman of God? How do you know if God is working with a man or woman of God? And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. How did you know that the Lord was working with them? Confirming the word through accompanying signs. That's how you know. Do they have any power? Anybody ever got healed at their church? Anybody ever got delivered at their church? Hello? We had women coming here and couldn't have babies. 13 miscarriages, five miscarriages, four miscarriages. We lay hands on them. God gave us words of knowledge, what they needed to do. Do you know they got children right now? If you go to church and you got to outsource everything, I get cancer, I got to go to MD Anderson. And I'm not worried about going to the doctor though. Something going into your mind. You got to go to a psychologist. Ain't nothing wrong with going to therapy. But y'all, what good is it? What good is the church then? And you can't get no help in church? Your son's switching and, 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 and having gender identity crisis, and then the church said, well, we, we can't really tell that, you know, politically correct. Y'all, come on. Bring him over here. We're going to cast the devil out of him. And then we're going to give you some wisdom on how to raise that brother. Well, who, who have you listened to? Well, he, he like little Nas X. Okay, don't let him listen to that. <laughs> Better control your house. Somebody say amen. Y'all, don't we need this kind of teaching in church? Huh? Don't we need to stand up with some power? And stop being scared. Because the church is the world's only hope. Y'all, the world's only hope 
is the church. Go ahead and watch the Grammys. Is it coming on tonight? Tomorrow? Something? Well, go ahead and watch the Grammys, the Golden Globe. Y'all, they have no answers. They have no answers. They did all kind of stuff trying to save the world. Remember, the USA for Africa, remember We Are the World, all that stuff? Had them people die of overdoses that were singing on that. They don't have no power. We got it. So we need to walk in it. Stop looking for validation in everything else. Go ahead and get you some power. Yeah. That's how we're going to stop the crime. We stopped the crime one, one brother at a time, my man at the back. Amen. Who got born again yesterday? Amen. Amen. I ain't saying he was no criminal man, But yeah, look at him, man, you know. That's how our brothers be looking. They don't love God. They be smoking weed, popping perks, drinking lean. How are we going to change that? We got to reach it. And we got to have some power. Every head bowed, every eye closed.